the Lord can make such a difference in our life that uh, most people don't realize because they've never tried God. Uh, they can't begin to see what a difference God can make. If you've got a problem or a battle in your life that you've been fighting to try and overcome something in your flesh that the devil's using against you just to torment you, uh, faith and consistent prayer can change everything there is about you to where you can overcome. You know, the Bible tells us to crucify this old body, present it a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. And I'm afraid a lot of times we don't try and give God our best. And I want each and every one of you to pay attention to some scripture we're going to read here today of what a difference just a very short time made in the life of a person that had walked with Christ, but they hadn't been born again yet. And um, talking about Peter, in the very last chapter of St. John, you'll find the story where they had fished all night and hadn't caught anything. And Christ was standing on the shore, and he asked them if they'd caught anything, and no, they hadn't. And he said, cast your net on the right side. And when they did, uh, they couldn't pull it in and had so many fish in it, and yet they'd caught nothing all night long. They come to shore, Christ already had fish there cooked for them. But then he says to Peter, so when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me more than these? He said unto him, Yes, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my lambs. Now, he was meaning, Simon, you was called from fishing. Why are you going back to it? Do you love the fishing more than you love me? Then here in the 16th verse, he said in him again, the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. Now, Peter, just a very short time before this, had denied Christ three times. Christ wanted to hear was he is consistent in confessing him. Then if you'll go over into uh, Acts, the very first chapter, it talks about the day of Pentecost um, when the Holy Spirit came. 
But then if you will, and took up its abode in their heart, and this is the difference now that it made. And if you'll read, uh, you know, if you got sometime this week, it's good reading. Just read uh, first, second, third, fourth chapter of Acts. It won't take you very long to read them. But you'll find here all the boldness of Peter and the statements that they made here to the people and how in your face, I guess is the best way to put it, he was preaching to them. The same one, this one that you're questioning me here about him being made whole. This same man was made whole by that one name of the one that you crucified. The one you denied, the one you wouldn't have any part with. Then if you'll come here after they beat them, after they would mistreated them, done a little bit of everything to try and get them to quit. This is the answer that Peter and John gave. Peter and John answered and said unto them, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. Now, you know, you don't have to be very bright to try and figure out which is more important for me to hearken under the orders of some man or under what God requires. And today, really, what we need to get in our mind is what are we doing about the things of God? How important are they to us? Is it something we're not willing to compromise? Are we trying to look around? Find a way around some of it so that we might uh, just comfort those uh, that are not wanting to live to the standard. Uh, who are we going to believe? Uh, are we going to believe the word of God in our lives? Lord, uh, and today uh, people are surrendering uh, unto what their desire is uh, instead of surrendering unto God. Uh, and you'll find Peter there. He wasn't about to back down after that Holy Spirit coming took up his abode in his heart. Peter had a boldness that he was willing to stand and speak. You know, probably some of these same ones that he was witnessing to heard him also denying Christ just a few days before. You and I today, we need to look at our life are we being bold enough to stand up for God? Confess to the world that we know God. I listened to the radio this morning and heard a song, and it was about the lost person of the Christian having a past and the lost person having a future. Well, you and I today, that question comes to my mind. What kind of a future do you really have? If you're not right with God, it's one you don't want to even have any experience with because it's far worse than I could ever preach it to you or get you to see why because disobedience under God's word it going to bring a future that nobody wants that part of. But we're not going to be able to escape it. You know, and a Christian person we might have a past, but if we've buried that beneath the blood, we don't have to worry about facing it out in the future. We've got something waiting for us. That joy beyond control. But, you know, I don't, 
I don't see how anybody can lie to themselves enough to think that they knowingly are going to hell and they're so bold and so uh, brazen that they're going to embrace it with open arms. That is the very definition of a fool. Because just if, if you wouldn't have to cast a person into hell if it was possible to open it up to where they could see what's going on in hell, if they could feel the heat, if they could smell the fire, if they could hear the screams and the cry, they would climb a sheer wall as high as they could climb to try and avoid it. But the only way we can avoid it is being buried beneath the blood of Jesus Christ. Coming before him in true repentance. Asking for forgiveness. You and I today. What future is there for you? Right now, just think about it. The life you're living this very day. Can you look at your future and see that everything will be good? You and I today. People will find their I'm falling apart and yet they won't call upon God oh I'm so thankful I had enough knowledge to realize when I could help myself they was one that could when I didn't have the answer they was one that did when I could calm the storm they was one that was able you and I today God reaching out for people and why? Why will we turn away when God been so merciful unto it? Showing time and time again His love. You know, God proved His love there for Peter greatly when He got Peter down to business, didn't He? But asked him three times. Do you love me? Peter thought he did beforehand, but his fear of what might happen to his body stopped him from really surrendering and doing what basically he should have to prove his love. He should have went to the cross. He should have been there even if it cost him. But all of that happened, I think, for my benefit and for your benefit. To show the love and the mercy and the compassion and the forgiveness of God. And what a difference the Holy Spirit can make in your life. You know, when I was growing up, I've said this many times. Because of what I'd been taught by mom and dad. What I'd heard in Sunday school and everything. I would have fought anybody over the existence of Christ. If they tried to deny it, I would have fought to the death. Why? Because I knew Christ existed. I knew he was real. But boy, it made such a difference when I come to him and believed unto salvation. What a difference that made. You don't have to raise your fist and fight to try and defend the idea of Christ. Live the life till it proves it. 
the people can see it. That can make a difference. And you and I today, we look around in our world and we see such sadness because so many people today, they don't want to live for God. They want to embrace the things of this world because they're not smart enough to realize the penalty that it's going to cost you when it comes pay time. You're not going to want to pay it. You know, I know of people that here in this life, they need some kind of medical procedure or they need something. And they just say, well, I just don't have the money. And they choose to do without it. Well, that's why Christ come and paid for the plan of salvation. Because me and you couldn't afford it. There was no way. But he brought it not only to Calvary, but he's brought it to your heart and knocked upon your door to try and come in. And it's up to you whether you want to let him in. And you and I today, you know, here as Peter, he said, you know, judge yourself whether it's more important for us to obey God or you. Well, I ask each one of you here tonight, uh, today, judge yourself whether you think it's better to abide by the Bible or by the majority of people in the world today. Granted, the minority of people stand on the Word of God. But, you know, we're living in a day and a time, as I mentioned in Sunday school, where that professor teaching biology that when a baby is born, it's either a male or a female. And the students got so upset and complained to the college. The college fired him for teaching common science. And because of a religious group that went to back him and everything and was filing lawsuit, the college reversed herself and reinstated him. I don't know what kind of pressure they're going to put on him to teach what they want him to teach. You and I today, God's word is true. Man is still trying to deny it, but it's just the same as trying to deny that Adam was a male and Eve was a female. We can't win when we go trying to argue against what God has laid down. And when God said this is right, you better believe it's right. And when God said it's wrong, you better believe it's wrong. I've never been able to convince God when there was something he was dealing with me on that I could do what I wanted to do and it would be right. God didn't deal with me because I was doing right. But he dealt with me because there was something wrong there. He wanted me to change just like he wanted Peter here to change. You and I today, oh, when we surrender under that Holy Spirit, we can become a new creature Cried. We're not the same as we used to be. We might lose a few friends here, but we will gain one. That in the middle of the night, no matter what it is you call upon him, he's right there to hear. And the thing I love about it, he's always gonna answer that's right for you, whether it's the one you want to hear or not. You and I today. 
God has not changed. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the sooner we realize that and come to the terms that God has laid down. You know, the Bible, you get to reading it, especially someplace where it's sort of hitting you. It's not always comfortable to read that part that's hitting you. But when you're obedient unto it, the next time you read it, it's a blessing to you. It's amazing the difference it makes when you abide and are obedient unto the Word of God. And just like we was talking there in Sunday school, man has tried to do away with the Bible and try and make it of none effect. But when you say the infallible Word of God, you can't say it any truer than that is. There's no mistakes in it. Do you realize literary, they look at the Bible just taking it as that? It's the best book that's ever been written. There's nothing that can compare with it. You and I today, that's why we can base our life on what it says and overcome everything that we'll ever face in this life. You know, that's the trouble with people today. We want to do what we want to do, and then when it turns out wrong, blame God. Well, why did God let this happen to me? Because you wouldn't listen. You ignored ever warning. You know, uh, anybody, if you travel very much, you will come up on signs where it will either be a detour or slow down or get over certain lane is closed, move over. And, you know, you don't have to abide by them signs. You can ignore them. But you ain't going to get very far. You're going to run into something, and most of the time it's concrete. It will stop you. You don't have to listen, but you will pay the consequence. You don't have to listen to the Bible, but you can pay the consequence. And the thing about it is, it's not repairable when your life is over. It isn't something, you know, a lot of times we think, oh, if I make a mistake, I'll do it over. There is mistakes that end your life. You willfully walk against the things of God. God says, my spirit will not always strive with man. There's a point when God will quit dealing. Oh, I broke my heart to bow the altar with some man after they'd already had two prayers with him. David Douglas, we hadn't been out here that long and is in a revival in a church where he's a pastor of it. He asked me, he said, Herb, you come over and talk to him. I went over and bowed beside that man. He's an old man. And I said, that same spirit that was dealing with you back there, they drawed you to the altar. I, I said, it's inviting you right now. All you got to do is open the door. It wants to come in. And he looked at me. Dried out of tears his eyes. He said, well, I just pretty much come on my own. I haven't felt the spirit in a long time. We can walk past that door of mercy. And when we do all the prayer will not open it again. You and I can't stand with his 
today it's one thing to be willfully stupid it's another one to continue to try and cover up stupidity because you know no matter how much you cover it up it's still stupid you know I used to work in construction and we had the big long block wall, 12-inch block. They were big. And they put their best carpenters on both ends building the corners or their best masons, building the corners. And then all the others all they did was pull a line and then they'd get a real good one out there in the middle and he would set just another line thing on that where he had laid it and everybody else could just lay in there and lay to that line. They got that wall done, and the way the sun hit it, they were blocks in that wall in places that cast a shadow three feet down that wall because they were sticking out just like that, just a little bit, but when the sun hit it just right, it made it look horrible. The boss did not send the mason around there to fix that. He put me on there and some other men on a scaffold with a grinder to grind it down so that it didn't show. And then when they painted it, it would be all right. It took us a long time to try and correct that. It was very painful to me and the other men there. But what if you had been that wall? And you're building contrary to what God wants. And you repent. Sometimes it's a painful thing to bring that back in your life, back in something that's acceptable to God. Our boss, he wouldn't accept it until we crowned every one of them down to where it didn't cast a shadow. Your life, somebody is looking at it and saying, is it right or wrong? But God is looking at it. And just like we read to you, he said, judge yourself. Is it that that's right and pleasing unto God? Does it measure up to God's word? And if it don't, the only way you can have is on your knees in true repentance and living a life after that paying the price for your stupidity your stubbornness and your sin and each and every one of us we could say I don't want to do that I can tell you right now you might not want to today but there's coming a time you will wish you had God does not make me and you do what he asks. He just makes us wish we had when we don't. Because there is, you know, I used to work with some men about as ignorant as you guess you can get. And, oh, they would joke, I'm going to get me a job shoveling cold in hell. I mean, such stupidity. 
The Bible tells us about one. Now it's been thousands of years begging for one drop of water and he hadn't got it. He wasn't wanting to shuffle no coal. He didn't give everything that he'd ever possessed for one little cube of ice. But it wasn't available. Do you realize what's available to you today? The blood from Calvary for you. People say, oh, it's one drop of that shit for me. Maybe that's the way it was for you, but it took every bit for me. Why, he loved me, you know. He gave all that he had for me. And he's willing to give it for you. He's just waiting for you to reach out and take hold of it. Can you believe him today? He said, oh, I love you. There's Peter. He was ever Peter confessing. Peter didn't have to say, well, Jesus, do you love me? Peter seen what he done. He knew that he loved me. You and I today, have we showed anything to God that we love him or that we desire to be what he'd have us to be? While we get some song to sing, please, I beg you, what's your future going to be? Are you... Believe in your lying heart that you got a good future, a promising thing, something to really look forward to? Or are you seeing it for what it really is? You know, there's a lot of things in life that I've done that I'm ashamed of, but I've put them beneath the blood of Jesus Christ. There are things that I've done that nobody but the ones that was with me, I guess, at the time knows much about it, knows what the intents of our heart was. But God was merciful, and it didn't cost anybody else their life, and God forgave me. But you and I today, the things in our life, Somebody's looking at it. You know, I can remember back as a teenager going to a construction site. Back then, they had these old smudge pots. We went to a construction site along the road where they had them lit to warn people. Oh, we'd jump out, take that thing, turn it upside down, stuff it in the dirt. We stole several of them. But the others, we just stuffed in the dirt and left them there. Somebody could have come along and hit that, but nobody did, thank God. Me, in my stupidity and sin, I was risking somebody else's life. You might think, I'm not hurting nobody but myself. There's somebody that is going to be hurt by the decisions you make that's not pleasing to God. While we sing, will you come? Don't try and be so proud are so stubborn that you refuse to listen to the call of God. <laughs> Thinking you can't live a Christian life? Well, you can if you'll surrender to Him and let God have all of you. If you're going to try and reserve and hold part of yourself back, no. Nobody can live a Christian life and say, this is as far as I'm going with God. But when you're willing to go all the way, there Peter... 
when he totally surrendered and he come there and received the Holy Ghost, that spirit on the inside that can give you the boldness to stand and do that to try. Peter was willing to speak of even when it cost him being beat, even when it cost him, it could have cost him his life, but he said, oh, what is it that me to lose his life here? What if I gained it? Each and every one of them, that's what we need to think about today. What are we gaining by surrendering ourselves to God and giving Him all of us? Let's each and every one come and pray with this one that's come.